Greetings, weirdos. I hope you're all doing great. Welcome back to Into Deep. I'm your host, Jack Rowland. Today, I'm joined by the magical Mo Twist. Mo is a tattoo artist whose style ranges from colorful watercolor to cosmic tribal and inky ripply abstractions. She is also an incredible performance artist, specializing in bougang and the occasional fire twirling, stealing the show at bush doofs around Victoria. She's awesome. Just a reminder, if you guys want a visual aid, find me on Instagram at intodeep.podcast. I often post images of my guests' artwork and what they're up to. Also, the podcast now has a YouTube page with select video chats being uploaded sporadically. So just look for Into Deep Podcast on YouTube. All right, please welcome to the show, Mo Twist. Is there a point to all this? I think we're getting in too deep. You don't apply. Bad luck. Oh, I have one speed, I have one gear. Go, 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 Hey, Mo. Hey, what's up, Jack? Uh, not much, not much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming That's on the show. Right. It's an honor, you know. Um, long time listener, first time guest. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, you've exciting. been super supportive. I always appreciate, uh, I don't know, you often comment and stuff and yeah, just like, oh, cool, people are listening. I love what you do. <laughs> I think I must be like one of your more like OG yes. listeners. I think I maybe started listening like around like the fifth episode or okay. something so yeah. like yeah. proper og yeah as yeah. yeah i mean i think listening back to those old ones i can't really listen to anything like six months older but like i think every yeah. single episode it's like just cracking the beers isn't it, it yes like that's right such a, every episode was like a piss yeah, up you just should have like soda water cans now that yeah. you can like soda stream yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you going how's your day been yeah good well kind of hectic um yeah. yeah i as i was just saying i um have been trying to do the thing of like not keeping my phone in my bedroom to get all distracted because good. yeah you know how that thing of like getting distracted by everything and not being able to sleep so uh-huh. i've been keeping my phone in the lounge room using my ipad as an alarm mm-hmm. um ipad alarm didn't work off but i got here in time you did so you yes did. Yeah. i'm still i've only been awake for like an hour so we'll see how i go yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, no. <laughs> good effort thanks yeah i thought so yeah i'm pretty bad with my phone um yeah. completely to be completely honest actually i see you online a lot yeah on, it's just can, always on, on uh instagram oh, don't say that yeah. <laughs> busted <laughs> just always it's on. so addictive yeah i know it's so addictive and like once you're in that once you're in the pool it's like oh and the now that's all movies and stuff it's dude, fucked and it's, i wake up and there's like 10 fucking dm messages of just videos that people send me bro i have like <laughs> and i do least, it too i'm, not, I'm I know, no better <laughs> i know but it's like i don't know there is kind of like a cool part of it of like you know that sort of like aspect of sharing mm. and it's like sharing information and knowledge and art and all that sort of stuff that comes from social media so totally i don't know it's quite polarizing because you know i find you know like a lot of us struggle with social media and just like that pool and like getting stuck stuck in the scrolling yeah. and all, all that sort of thing and then it's like whoa how did that four hours go by but then like I don't know about you but like it's just so much inspiration to be found sure yeah and it's particularly yeah. for this podcast just connecting yeah. with people and yeah stuff. true it's, um it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah but, um but yeah I've got like heaps of relationships that are just made of memes like that's how I that's <laughs> yes. how I talk you don't say words anymore oh God, we I just talk through friends. memes yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> Um, so I think I came across you. The first time I think I ever came across you was when I was checking out the new mycelium studio space. Oh, 
and I was kind of wandering through and you had a tattoo studio there and you're just buzzing away someone. Yeah. I was like, fuck, who's this badass just yeah. tattooing away? I'm like, fuck, this space is cool. It's like Such just cool having space. you in there like doing yeah. tattoos with like, I don't know, your cool aesthetic. I was like, made me think that that place was really cool. Oh, that hell was like yes. It sold it for me instantly. I no mean, not shit. like it needed to sell it for me because I was at their old space but um, okay, in Abbotsford. Yeah. But, yes, um, I never yeah. went to that one. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah. How long were you there for? I loved being there. Um, I was. I had my studio at Mycelium for um, – Oh, fuck, what is time? I think <laughs> <laughs> it was like either a year or two years, one of yeah. those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before I was there, I I, um, I was using the space when I lived up in Wood End, ah, um, which is like beautiful. five years ago now. I had um, I rented out a five-acre property in the forest up there. Sick. Had a private studio oh, there. Living the dream. Yeah, it, it was kind of it was kind of the dream. It was kind of a nightmare at the same time. Kind of long story. Yeah, but that's maybe a side quest for another time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so when I was up there, it was like too much for my clients to go up there to do a consultation. Right. And I just kind of like came across mycelium as like a co-working space. Um, and I ended up um, scheduling to do my consultations there, like one day a month sort of thing. Mm. And then I moved back to the city from Woodend because they ended up selling the property. Um, so I moved back to the city and I was just like, oh, you know, kind of like at that point had sort of been struggling with tattoo studios and like really kind of just enjoying my own thing. And then um, there was actually a girl in there um, before I was there who was doing stick and poke tattooing cool. in there and I was like I'm like well if she can tattoo in there maybe I can mm, mm. um and then yeah I spoke to um Vic and Ed about it the guys and they were super keen and there was a studio space available so I was like fuck it yeah let's go because like um you know for me um having like just been a tattooist for so long and um just working in tattoo studios around tattooists which is like you know like can be great don't get me wrong but it was super exciting for me to um be able to go to a space where there was like different kinds of creatives and not just like one different kind right you know like in the space of mycelium there's just like always stuff going on in there yeah just like uh i'm not sure if um they're still there but like beat magazine was in there at the time and like there was like photographers and kimba the jeweler was in i think where your studio is now that's where kimba was i got her old space yeah oh yeah yeah i love kimba she's amazing she's so so lovely oh i haven't seen her for ages um yeah so many cool people and it felt like a little i don't know just like creative hub and a creative community and um like as you know they sometimes have parties there and oh my god the cat is he still there yeah, I haven't seen the him th- for a bit, actually. Where is he? The three-legged... What's his name? Jake. Jake, the three-legged cat. Oh, my gosh. I loved Jake. I know. Yeah, he's still around. I haven't I seen him for so. a bit, though. Like, since yeah. in the new year. But, you know, it's been hot, so he sometimes disappears. Yeah. But it's pretty cool he having a, three, a three-legged cat around. Oh, my gosh. Because he's, he's Ed's cat, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah what yeah. a legend. Yeah, no, so it was, it was a really beautiful space to work in and... Um, you know, there were obviously like challenges being, um, it was in a factory and it was, you know, obviously like very fucking cold in winter, yeah. <laughs> very fucking hot in summer. I actually had a girl pass out in summer. Was, like, really? So hot. Well, I couldn't like have a client. Aircon. Yes. Oof. And I don't have that very often anymore, like clients passing out. And I honestly think it might've been because it was so hot. Mm. Like I have like fans going and stuff, but I don't think it was enough. But, um, but yeah, that was a really amazing experience to have the studio there. And um, yeah, like I said, there was just always something 
happening there that was like different to what I was used to with a tattoo shop. It's like, yeah, you know, pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just people doing tattoos all day. But, you know, on the opposite side of that, um, you know, there's always like positives and negatives to everything. But um, in this situation, it was like, I don't think I progressed as much as a tattooist um, as what I would have been if I was in a studio. Um, because, I mean, obviously, like these days, you have like online stuff mm. that you can learn from and, you know, social media, YouTube, blah, 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 et cetera. Um, but, you know, th- there's nothing that really kind of like beats being in the space where like people are creating kind of like similar to what you are, especially, um, you know, with a medium like tattooing where like, you know, like the technological advances like have just been like absolutely fucking mental, like especially in like the last five or so years. Oh, really? Yeah, like absolutely. Even just for me, um, switching from uh, designing everything on paper to using iPad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the chick that did my arm tattoo. That's so cool. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, really, really lovely lady. Um, I mean, for the listeners, it's kind of like a oh, smoky, ripply kind yeah, of exactly. inky, drippy effect that goes from your finger to yeah, right up halfway up your bicep. That's yeah, sick. Love it. So cool. Hey. And you, you do a lot of work kind of in that yeah, similar Yeah, so I style. do do some stuff that's similar to this. I love them. Um, yeah. I, mm. I picked one of your tattoos uh, recently. I was at a party, which you end up coming to. But um, oh yes, one of your Albino's, friends had a yes. yeah, 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 across ben. his chest, and I went up to him. I'm like, "Is that is that a oh, mo tattoo?" Dude. He's like, "Yeah, it is." I was that like, makes yes. me so happy. <laughs> yeah, this is starting to happen a little bit more, actually. Great. Um, which is like, yeah, like as an artist or a creative, that's like, you know, like really, really like high compliment, um, because you know I've been like really, really changed up my style in the last, since kind of like pre like COVID sort of times, like really like changed over my style. Cause I used to specialize in watercolor. Yeah. 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 Like a watercolor as like, look with, uh, with a tattoo gun. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> that looks really... That's the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, it's been a pretty big transition because like I really became known as like the watercolor right. artist right. and, you know, like developed quite a good name for myself and was like very very busy which is great um but then also like I'm the kind of person where like I can't stand like repetition too much Mm -hmm. of like anything um so yeah I guess in in recent years I've been sort of like you know developing I guess like a couple of different styles at the same time that's like very very different from the watercolor stuff which I still do occasionally um I feel like we've gone on about like a, a few side quests here. Um, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> um, what, what was I originally talking about? Um, technological uh, advancements oh, of yeah, tattoo okay. equipment. Okay, back to that. Yeah. I feel like I, like, like I said before, like sometimes podcasts are like a, it's just like a conversation of side quests. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Like, okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> people, let's go back people to People ask me like, what was I talking about? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what the question was. Like, what was your going, question? I'm like, I don't yeah. know what the this question was. This is how my brain works. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so like, okay, my stallium. Um, so working, uh, you know, like doing everything by paper, but, you know, just seeing um online how many artists were using ipad for design stuff and i was like kind of fucking terrified Mm. um i'm not like super natural when it comes to technological stuff i would love to be because i really really appreciate technology um but it's definitely not something that comes naturally to me um but it's you know so therefore it's something that i really want to try and like always be constantly working on and you know I don't want to like fight against it I don't want to have this resistance to it but I kind of did the chick that did my arm 
she, um, yeah, she was saying to me like, you know, do you use iPad? And I'm like, no, like I haven't really got into it yet. And, you know, like I said, I was at mycelium, so I wasn't working with any other tattooists. And she's like, okay, well, like, I really think you should get an iPad and, you know, you can come around to my place and we can have like a cup of tea and just have like a drawing date mm. and, you know, oh, I can just awesome show you someone... a couple of things. Yeah, Because it, it really is a game changer, the iPad. Oh, like absolutely. It's... Do you use... Well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of shit. I don't really draw that much anymore, which yeah. is like shit. Oh my god, I really you're so should. shit. I really should. Yeah, you're yeah but so I should draw. Not. Like drawing is kind of the you, foundation, right? But, you should um, do what calls you. Yeah. 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 And which I do. Yeah. But, but um, but you know, if if you're if you're an avid drawer, I mean, yeah. playing around with the different brush things and textures and stuff, yeah. and, and just being able to like use layers and just like that's not working. Get yeah. rid of it. Like just throw a color in there, yeah. um, you know, how does it look in blue? How does it look in purple? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, just having that freedom just can open you up so much more. It's, it's been honestly an absolute game changer, even with things like um, you might have seen, you know, sometimes I do some portraiture work of like yeah. the, the lady faces mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, sometimes the kind of like sci-fi or like abstract stuff around them. That's, you know, the sort sort of stuff that I really wanted to do but like you know back in days of like doing it on paper you had to like print out the image of like the portrait on paper so like even that first step you are losing so much detail right so much you, you know like un- like on transfer if, paper um no this is just like printing it out through a normal like printer mm, mm. onto a bit of paper and then what you would do is you would put that on your light box put um tracing paper over the top of that and then like trace the sort of like details in the way that you would want to make a stencil and then you make the stencil from that so yeah you've got all these steps that you're taking that's kind of like um I guess like taking away detail Mm. um Mm. you know whereas like on ipad like you you know like pinterest is like just such a great tool it's so amazing, like, you know, just, like, having folders of, like, hot babe faces that I can just, like, you know, if someone wants, you know, one of the hyperbolic babes, I can be, like, cool, like, let's look for a hot babe face. Yeah. Chuck it over into um, Procreate, um, you know, uh, put another layer over the top, you know, it's just sort of, like, trace the features, like, straight from the image, like, crisp image like, yeah yeah you know and and so you can be like so much more precise the, the older you i that get precision when you're doing portraiture you know yeah so, totally now yeah. the older i get the the more like anything that can save time and you know just cut, yeah. cut those processes it's yeah. like cool you can just get get more done yeah it's pretty amazing yeah 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 i did find though that when i started using it i i felt like um some of my I, I stopped drawing as well and I felt like a lot of my images were looking a bit too like too computery okay. a little bit so that's when I started um you know like taking um like sketchbooks with me to like people's houses or something because I don't really draw much at home by myself right so I feel like too self-conscious I'm like really afraid of the blank bit of paper yeah, yeah, yeah. but like at parties and stuff <laughs> I'll just like bring my sketchbook and just be a little creep in the corner and like <laughs> just sit and like be drawing and like hope nobody notices and like I, I feel like because I'm not like um totally focusing on what I'm doing um you know that's when some really nice kind of like organic like this sort of like flowy stuff or like the sort of tech stuff that I've been doing kind of comes out and then I'm like well I can take photos of that and just like pop it onto um procreate 
and, and go from there. Like rather than just like creating it straight from procreate where the lines might be, you know, depending on what you're doing, if you're doing like something like geometry and stuff, like, you know, fuck trying to draw that first. Mm. Like, yeah, use your computer straight away. But for the more like kind of organic stuff. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes like, just take a photo of it. And yeah, then just take a photo of it yeah. and like pop it pop into it in. yep. Procreate. Trace and just, over it if you need. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause like nothing really beats pen to paper. Mm. I don't think. Yeah. Or like felt tip. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the iPad's amazing, but the, yeah. Mm. Pencil or pen on paper is mm-hmm. is where it's at for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're saying you know the old printout and all that kind of method. What's how is it sped up now? What's the method now to kind oh, of get so the transfer? Depending on how you're doing it, there's actually um, printers now that you can get that I'm like aiming to get one where it's like the um, eco uh, printers where you um, you can actually. Uh, you know, like how in printers you have the, obviously like the inks that you put in. These ones are like eco tanks. So you put the, the printer inks in the tank and it's like reusable. With yeah, okay. these ones, you can actually um, buy like from a tattoo supply, you can buy um, like the, the carbon that is sort of like makes the stencils and, mm-hmm. and refill the, the tank with the carbon. And so like just straight from your iPad, you can like print it through like the printer and it print, print prints out a fucking tattoo stencil like straight from your ipad to like through your printer really yeah and you can just transfer that directly yeah wow yeah i want to get one of those but like yeah like so so right now i'm kind of um um using just like um making the stencil on the ipad printing that out and then putting it through the do you know like um like tattoo stencil machines no yeah so they're basically like kind of almost like a thermo how do I explain it? It's like thermo. You have like sheets of um, like carbon paper and you pop the, um, like your design, like printed out design in there and you pop it in like a plastic sleeve and then it goes through this machine. Um, and like, depending on what sort of like, um, you know, as, as to like how dark or light you want it, you have like different settings and stuff and you just pop it through the machine and that make, that creates the like stencil on, on like a soft bit of paper that you can pop onto the skin. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or, or freehand. Like sometimes mm. I just do like freehand stuff. What you just, you yeah. literally do straight freehand onto skin. Yeah. Well I used to with <sighs> the, that's a lot of trust, right? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with the watercolor stuff that I used to do, like I, I just got to a point where I was just like freehanding all of that, like not even drawing it on first. Wow. Like I would have like the, the base design because like a lot of the time um, watercolor is like it, it can be, you know, like say, for example, like recently, actually, like last week I did um, some watercolor tattoos, like matching flamingos. I saw those. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah super yeah. cute. Yeah, it was really nice to do like cute poppy watercolor again. Yeah, because um, it is super fun. Um, yeah. So I'd have like the flamingo design and just like pop that on. Um, and maybe have like kind of a rough idea of, of what I want to do with the watercolor or maybe have a few reference pictures around me if I'm kind of feeling like I'm in this day where I might sort of need a little bit of inspiration or I might want to look at something to be kind of like, oh, I, I really like the way like this in this image, like this bit of color is going with this bit of color in this way and like kind of like look at that while I'm doing it and like kind of like do that. And um, yeah, but I, I was sort of like at a point where I was like doing when I was doing watercolor every day where I was just like to, to every client, like during the consultation, I'd just be like, oh, so, you know, like I do the um, watercolor freehand generally, like, are you cool with that? And um, 
I guess that they'd kind of like sought me out for my work. So they loved my work and they trusted me. So right. like every single person was like, yeah, Fuck yeah. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I suppose some people would love that because it's truly unique that way. You know, it's, it's like yeah. truly it's, a one-off. Yeah. Um, it's kind of terrifying some days though. I mean, it sounds like. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, it's kind of there forever. Not kind of that. It, it yeah. is there forever. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of, you know, I feel like tattooing would be the most social, like the most anxiety ridden uh, practice you could possibly have. Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, how'd how'd you get into tattooing? What what was like your early, Okay. when when did it start? How old were you? Um, So how deep do you want to get? Let's get deep. You want to get deep? (laughs) Like actual deep? Okay. Because it's kind of a bit of a story. Yeah. Are you here for it? I'm here for it. Okay. I don't tell it very often. Cool. Let's, let's okay. record it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Now I'm anxious. No. <laughs> um, so a long time ago, actually, um, sometimes I'm embarrassed to say how long I've been tattooing for because I'm like, oh, it should be so much better. Anyway. Um, so you're, I was like great. in my, oh, I was in my early, actually I was like 20 when I moved from Adelaide to Melbourne for the first time. And I just like was working in this bar and I met this man there named Adam and, um, we just kind of like just hit it off straight away and we started dating and we just kind of we were both working in this bar and having this wild time and you know like he told me that like he used to be a tattooist and I was like yeah cool like tattoos I had grown up in you know like the eastern suburbs of Adelaide like quite um very normal I thought very boring kind of (laughs) yeah like no offense to like my parents or my upbringing or anything but I had no idea about tattoo like I thought tattoos were were like like do you know Hindley Street in Adelaide? No, I've only been once. It is like the the red light street of okay. Adelaide. It's like where the tattoo shops are. They're run by bikies, and it's like bikies right. get tattoos. Right. You know. Um, yeah. So like I had. You know, it's not like these days where it's like you like kids these days are kind of like growing up with like tattoos like everywhere mm. and on social media, and you're like really it's like saturated. Um, but for me, I was like, oh my god. Like, tattooist, I knew, like, nothing about it. Anyway, we were kind of just, like, having this really hectic lifestyle of, like, working at the bar. And, like, he wasn't tattooing or anything at the time. And um, kind of, like, randomly, we ended up, um, like, living in Marimbula. I don't know if you know where that is. It's like, um, I know the name. Yeah, it's, like, far <laughs> south coast of New South Wales. Ah, yeah, Kind of cool. near Bega. Right, Bega's, right, like, right. inland. Um, yeah, sort of, like, almost near the border of um, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he had always said to me that, you know, he had this dream of like, you know, owning a tattoo studio on the coast because he had done his apprenticeship in um, a tattoo studio in Marimbula. Hmm. It was just kind of like random that we ended up there. We were kind of visiting and I just, I loved the place as soon as I got there and met some locals and it was really nice. So we ended up staying. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of had this crazy idea of opening up a tattoo studio there. And you did? Yeah, we did. Wow, cool, yeah. sick. Yeah, and you hadn't tattooed before. No, <laughs> no I didn't know shit. I was twenty. He had old. though, right? Huh? He was a tattoo artist, well, or not really? Wow, cool. That's um, that's well, ambitious. So I thought, respect. I found out a little bit afterwards, like that he wasn't really as much of a tattooist as what he said that he was. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he hadn't actually finished. This his is awesome. <laughs> It gets not awesome, but anyway. Yeah, let's, how did it go? <laughs> so I actually, we, we actually did it through like the niece scheme. Yeah. I don't know if you heard yep, of that. Yep, yeah, yep. so I went and studied like small business management and I was um, 
you know, so I did like the business side of things and, um, you know, we didn't have any money. So like, uh, he had bad credit rating. He was like very, um, very like, I think I'm chaotic, but like he was, you know, very kind of, I don't know how I say it. He had uh, a lot of problems and he wasn't a super responsible kind mm-hmm. of person. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking loved him. Um, so yeah, so I had to put the loan in my name. We opened up a studio in Pambula, which is like a little town kind of like close to Marimbula called Ink This. That's the cool. tattoo of it there. Sick. So yeah, not many people know this. And the eight there is because the studio opened on the 8th of the 8th of the 8th. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's so on your forearm. Prime real this. estate there. Yeah, I think that was like my second or third tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice so one. Well, that this. one brands like... One hell of a time of your life, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, earned, the re- earned that spot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we um, we had the studio for two years. But, um, so, um, yeah, it was a really, really, actually, like, really difficult time in my life because, um, yeah, so, like I said, Adam sort of had, you know, quite a, f- a few, like, issues and, like, mental health issues and he was – you know, quite unwell in a lot of ways, but you know, a lot of people didn't realize because he was like super charismatic and like, you know, really, really outgoing guy. And, um, but yeah, it was really, really, really difficult, like apprenticeship um, because, um, well, A, he actually didn't really know what he was doing mm. and I know this now. And B, he was, um, yeah, the relationship ended up becoming like quite abusive. Mm. Um, yeah, but I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't really know that at the time because you know, he wasn't like physically like directly hitting me or anything. Um, but you know, it was like very controlling and you know, like say for example, like I was like trying to run the business and you know, I'd be like, okay, like we, I need to take this money to like pay the bills. And like, he would get angry at me because like he wanted to go like put it in the pokies and like, mm. yeah, I was just like, kind of like ended up being in this position where I was like financially, um, kind of like attached to this situation. And like, you know, we were living together and we had like, ended up having like two dogs and a cat sort of thing and whole house, whole business together. Um, and I had kind of like, eventually been sort of like ostracized from my from any friends that I had and you know like what generally happens with abusive relationships but you know it's I fucking loved him a lot um but he was he was a really difficult person to be with and you know I just I remember sitting in that shop and you know when he wasn't there like he'd go out and 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 do things and I'd just sit there and I'd I'd look out the window and just like just wish and hope that I could be somewhere else mm. soon. And yeah, I felt it was, it was really hard because I was, you know, kind of felt trapped and, um, you know, financially I couldn't, but yeah, I was really, really trapped honestly. And I had kind of like tried to leave him a few times and, you know, he, he would sort of, I, I would go back to him as, you know, it happens with relationships like that. It's really fucking hard to leave. And unless you've been in that, you, you can't understand it. And, you know, there, as much as I loved him, there was an element of coercive control, whether that's what he meant it to be or not. Um, so it was really hard, you know, like I wasn't really learning anything really in terms of tattooing, but I was doing a few here and there. Um, and yeah, after two years, it just sort of got to the point where I was kind of like a bit of a shell of a human and, you know, kind of decided that I really needed to get out of there. And, um, 
you know, I called my parents and I had the support of like going back and staying with them in Adelaide. And um, so I, I broke up with Adam and um, yeah, unfortunately he um, took his own life in our studio and um, myself and an apprentice that we had working there um, found him the next day. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's, that's incredibly rough. That's, in, that's. It's pretty fucking cooked, hey. Dude, sorry, thank I'm you. Sorry, no, no, really it's okay. Sorry. It's okay. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fucked. Yeah. Like awful story. We were together for four years. So, you know, yeah. like decent chunk of my life and, um, you know, it's it's kind of nice to be able to tell a story in a situation like this where it's, um, you know, because it's um, – I don't tell it a lot. Mm. You know, you can kind of understand why. And I get asked this question a lot of, you know, like how did you get into tattooing? And it's like, you know, now yeah. I, I pretty much just say like, oh, you know, I just – I got an apprenticeship and, you know, went from there. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty heavy. But – you know, it's, it's one of these things where it's like, that was kind of like the pivotal moment of my life that changed me irrevocably, Mm. you know, like you you can't, you can't experience something like that without, oh my God, I just had a memory. Okay. Just to lighten things up (laughs) at Albino's. Remember how I was, oh my God. House party we were recently at. um, Post-traumatic goat disorder. Oh my How god! How did that come about again? Oh, because I was, was wanting to talk brain. about. <laughs> <laughs> I was wanting to talk about um, post-traumatic growth. Gro- yeah, right. Yeah, right, yeah. Isn't, which isn't a disorder, but like, yeah. but you heard post-traumatic goat. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. it turned into Jack PTSD. Jack, a real <laughs> think tank over here, <laughs> just taking the story real seriously. <laughs> Post-traumatic goat? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I remembered that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so, um, you know, I, I mean, I actually, like, finally got a diagnosis not long ago from a psychiatrist for um, PTSD from the whole thing, I'm which, you know, kind of yeah. not surprising. But, um, but yeah, so I watched this, um, I think it was like a TED Talk, like, a few years ago about um, post-traumatic growth. Um, which is something that I don't think is really discussed often yeah. enough because I've really heard that term before, oh, dude. I mean, it's like even the first time I heard it, I didn't hear it properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just thinking about goats? Just thinking yeah. about animals. <laughs> That's how simple my brain yeah. is. Sorry, <laughs> as you were. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, so it's like it's this really incredible phenomenon where um, you know, and I feel like anyone who's been through a significant trauma in their life would really kind of understand this. Um, you don't really at first and, you know, I think it generally takes like quite a few years to kind of see what it can do in a weirdly serendipitously positive way. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, the, the kind of growth that you can get from a traumatic experience is unlike any other kind of growth, yeah. I feel, Yeah. you know, and that's, that's from my life experience. Yeah, I imagine that you know, absolutely. And the, um, the hardest thing is being able to be open to that, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. trauma can just crush people completely. Oh, yeah, and it, it has crush crushed. the ability to yeah. want to grow. Or, oh, absolutely. And it did crush me, mm. you know, like I was, yeah, not well for, you know, a few years mm. after that. 
Um, and it, you know, it still affects me. Like I still have like moments where I'm like, oh shit, like, you know, like triggered back into something like, you know, like I'll see, I don't know if it's like too much information, but like, you know, like I remember like, you just like remember like really specific, like weird things when you like see something really traumatic and it's just like things like if I see like the chair that he used, which is like a really common, like Kmart, like fold up chair. I'm just like, Ugh. which like, mm. unfortunately is like in a lot of tattoo studios, but like, or songs. And, you know, I'm sure like anyone that has trauma will like understand like what triggers can do to you. Um, and I feel like it's just a matter of like, you know, over the, it's a long time ago now, mm. you know, like over a decade ago, I think. Yeah, over a decade ago now. So, you know, I've done a lot of work and um, when I say work, it, it's not really work. It's just, I don't know, just getting through it and working through the motions and, um, you know, but, but yeah, like I said, there is this kind of like weird growth that comes from it. And I felt like I kind of had somewhat of a maturity at, the ages so I was 24 when Adam died I feel like I kind of had like this mature like I remember um it was like the morning of his funeral and I was like saying to my mom I'm like oh mom I feel like I know too much for a 24 year old like it just it really like grew me the fuck up Mm. a lot Mm. and um yeah you know like having an experience like that and you know just learning how to get on with your life I don't know. I feel like it's a um, really brutal kind of resilience training, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But then, but then also there was like it's it's super layered because like you know six months after he died, I went back to Marimbula to like because I just like put all my stuff in storage, like just could not deal. My like had help from friends and stuff, just like packed up the the house and the studio like really quickly and like put everything in storage and like I went back six months later and like was catching up with a friend and um you know like he told me like that you know his partner that he was seeing at the time and Adam were having an affair and then I found out about like all these other women that he was sleeping with when we mm. were together and I'm like oh my god like really I really needed that yeah. like yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like there was like that on top of you know when you're like grieving for someone but you're so angry at them yeah. At the same time, it's, it's kind like of no closure in yeah, all, like all very directions. Confusing. Yeah. Mm. I'm so sorry you went through that. That just sounds. Oh. I can't even. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah, you don't want to. No. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. But yeah, so that was my intro to the industry. How? I mean, from from, from all that. Yeah. I mean, did you have a big break from tattooing? No, How, I mean, was it difficult no. to kind of continue? So I was fortunate enough to know someone in the industry called Byron Dreschler, who was like quite a sort of big figure. It was like a really amazing tattooist, and he was opening up a shop in um, Mount Barker in Adelaide. And I was moving back to Adelaide, you know, just to stay with my parents because I couldn't really look after, pardon me, myself so well. Um, So he actually gave me an opportunity to work in that shop. And, um, you know, so I was quite fortunate for that because um, he was a wealth of knowledge. And, like, basically when I started there, because he kind of, like, knew where Adam was at in terms of, like, tattooing in in terms of like he didn't really know much so like when I started working there Byron was like forget everything you've been taught Mm -hmm. and like we're starting fresh yeah we're gonna build you up from (laughs) ground zero yeah yeah yeah. so I I sort of say like that's kind of when I started my apprenticeship right like realistically because like those first two years was just like I 
I, I don't know if that was an apprenticeship. That right. was just like, yeah, it was a whole world of... I'm curious, what kind of tattoos were you doing in that time from from opening a studio and never doing it before? To what was I doing? Oh, my gosh. We're just, we're just like requests. Probably like Southern Crosses. Yeah, like, yeah. Nice. I think like a few Southern Crosses, which was like the thing at that time. I know a few friends that got a Southern Cross. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think a lot of them have been covered up by now. Yeah, Let's yeah. Hope. Probably um, the most covered up tattoo out there yeah, in Australia. Yeah, it would have to take the medal for that, surely. <laughs> be an easy one to cover up though, right? Oh, I don't know. Cover-ups are the whole world of themselves. Like a whole new art form. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. It's completely, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to them. Mm. And actually, like, I remember Byron teaching me that. So, like, when you're doing a cover-up, like, his sort of, like, base standards was, like, um, it should be the thing that you're uh, covering it up with should be, like, at least three times the size of the original tattoo. Okay. And it kind of, like, the the it's kind of, like, tricking the eye. So, like, when you're designing... Uh, the tattoo around the cover-up, you're kind of like designing the main focus of the image to be like separate from where the existing tattoo is. Right. So you're kind of like distracting the eye from like whatever you might be able to still see through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah cover-ups. Little tricks like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, with tattooing and stuff, it would be very rule-based, right? I mean, there's um, just with the medium. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a very, very technical Mm. medium. Mm. That is for sure. Um, And there's definitely rules like in terms of, you know, like when you're learning um, depth Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that, because like that's probably like honestly like one of the main like big sort of things to learn and hurdles to get over when when you're an apprentice. And that's why you kind of like should tattoo yourself because like really, really great way to learn about depth because as well you can see um, the whole healing process like on your – on your own skin. So, because like when you're tattooing, especially like um, doing line work, if you like, there's, there's like a very, very specific depth that you need to get the needle under the skin. And if you go too light, that's where you get dropouts. And if you go too deep, Dropouts that's where being you... like it'll fade over time. It'll or? like, so see my fingers here, yep. how there's like, I don't oh, know yeah, if you can see like bits of ink kind of like patches. drop out, but like yep. fingers are fucked for tattoos anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, you'll just get like little uh, like patchy bits like dropping out. Gotcha. Like the ink will kind of like not heal in, um, you know, like as bold as what it should be. And then blowouts are where you go too deep. Um, and then it kind of like fades out no it kind of like sort of balloons out almost like Mm. it kind of blows out like it um like it'll be like too thick in in some and so like when you when you're doing it like pulling a line it's like it's so fucking hard because like you're doing this line and you need to like just have it like this exact depth so is the whole way you're doing the line is the depth the the length of the needle or is that the pressure that you're applying Bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. So, and you can set your machine. So, um, the amount that the needle is like coming out of the tip is called the throw. Uh And so sometimes if you, uh, like for tattooing different um, body bits, uh, obviously like skin is like different on different parts of your body. You know, like you'll set your throw different if you're tattooing, say a shin. Yeah. Or like somewhere where it's like right on the bone to like. Yeah, fatty bits, more bony bits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. and, you know, like when you're starting out, you can kind of have your throw in a little bit more. So there's like less danger of going too deep. Okay. So that like, because it's like no, the, the needle is not going to come out so far, you can kind of like be okay with like re- almost like resting the tip, like on your skin, on the skin, mm. like as you're pulling a line. 
Wow. It's so tacky. Yeah, it's again, it just seems tacky. like the most anxiety-ridden medium you could possibly work with. Oh, because yeah. it's all oh. there forever. And yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, de- it's dealing with clients. Like, I mean, commissions are kind of hard enough, I find, when people, you know, oh, dealing yeah. with other people's ideas and things and trying to make that look good. Yeah. But I imagine it's basically a, a commission where the stakes are way higher. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, my gosh. it's So that in itself is like... Yeah, there's, there's like so many different facets of tattooing that it's like, you know, brings challenges and, you know, the, the communication that you need. You actually need to be a really good communicator yeah. to be a good tattoo. Well, I mean, I guess some artists wouldn't be, but, you know, but I don't know. I find like in general, it really does help to have good communication skills. And over the years, I've kind of like learned how to read and figure out what people want, even if they're not good at explaining it. Because a lot of people, you know, they'll have an idea in their head. And like generally I'm always saying to people, like make sure you bring like a couple of reference pictures, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just maybe even of stuff you like or if it's stuff that I've done or whatever um, to the consultation appointment. So at least there's something visual to look at of ideas of style because like some people don't even know what style they want. Like they'll know, say for example, they want a rose and I've seen it happen where like, you know, like kind of like walk in studios, like someone will come in and be like, Oh yeah, I want a rose. And they don't know, like it'll be like a young girl and she should be like, I just want a rose. I don't want to look cool. I want a tattoo. And there'll be like a dude there who's available who does like trad, you know, traditional sort of stuff. And yep. he'll be like, Oh yeah, I have some time available. And he'll just do like a, or she will do like a trad rose, um, which I don't know. I've I've kind of always found like that kind of heavy line work heavy line style. Work, yeah. yeah, like this sort of Block stuff colors. Like on my knee, like a really heavy yeah. like yeah. trad trad sort of stuff. Whereas like you know, um, the you know, I try and say to people like, okay, so what sort of style rose do you like? Like, what's so? Let's look at some pictures of some rose tattoos that you like, and we can kind of think. And because I, you know, sort of started tattooing back in the day, where you kind of had to do like all styles Mm. um I kind of learned how to do like I can do pretty much most styles um but I still obviously as an artist um have my strengths and weaknesses um but I feel like this is one of those tangents where I'm like where were we (laughs) (laughs) dealing with our Um, difficult customers oh yeah, yeah yeah so doing consultations and just like um just like trying to figure out what people want is like sometimes honestly a fucking nightmare. And this is why I love when people come to me and they're just like, say for example, like my friend Ben that I did the, the yeah, ink, like the Ripley, chess piece. Ripley. He was but like, I, I went over to his place cause like we're mates. I yeah. just like went over to his place and like took my iPad and I was like just having a glass of wine and like just chatting and like, I, he didn't really know exactly what he wanted, but I was like showing him a few pictures and I'm like, oh, do you like this sort of stuff? Like the, the drippy ink sort of stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know what I do? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like what, what placement are you thinking? And I'm like, he was like, yeah, like maybe my chest and like, oh, okay, all right, I got it. I've got this thing in my mind. And like, it was one of those ones where I like saw it straight away. Sick. I fucking love, I love it when that. that happens. And I'm like, <laughs> cool, well, I'm like imagining it like coming down onto like your left arm and kind of just like trailing off a little bit and flowing down here. But then it like comes up across your shoulder. But like rather than flowing with the muscles of your chest, I think we should go like literally just like straight across, mm. straight across and then kind of like flow a little bit down the next arm he's just like okay that sounds cool 
yeah, that sounds cool. And then um, I was like distracting him by like talking about something else, like while I was drawing it. Cause I'm like, don't fucking watch me. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't look, don't look. <laughs> I'm the same when I'm tattooing people and they're watching me. I'm like, oh, don't look. <laughs> don't look. <laughs> it's making me feel self-conscious. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's hard though. Cause sometimes people want to look because they're curious. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a dream client though, right? I don't know. Yeah. Just use oh, my whole perfect. chest, right? It was perfect. Yeah, and there was <laughs> like nothing to like dodge. And he was like, I imagine you get the best results that way anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and because it was so comfortable as well, because we're mm. mates, and um, you know, whereas like some people, I I feel like it's kind of like, and and for me, it's kind of cool because at this point, I can be a little bit more picky and choosy of like who I do and don't tattoo, which mm-hmm. is like really amazing. Um. So, you know, if someone kind of like comes to me and I'm, I'm starting to get really good with um, just putting up boundaries with yep. what the, the pieces that I do and don't take mm-hmm. on. Um, it's you know, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of tough sometimes because, you know, I've had a few friends come to me recently being like, you know, like I want this tattoo and they'll like kind of explain it. And I'm just like, you know, or, or like old school, like long term clients will be like, oh, I want this thing. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? Like if, if I'm like sitting, like I did a consultation recently with a friend and I was kind of like sitting there and like, I, I was starting to get a headache because like, I was just like trying to think so hard of like what to do and like looking for ideas. And like my mind was getting so muddled and like nothing was coming to me. And I'm like, you know, I could be wrong, but I feel like this is potentially a sign that this isn't the right project for me. Yeah. Good, and and good, now, good. Yeah, yeah, you know, because you know when you feel kind of like resistance to something. And it ends up taking like twice or more the amount of time yeah. and mental energy. Mm-hmm. And, well, I find at least, I mean, whenever I'm doing a mural or something, there's always yeah. like two or three people, every mural that will come up and be like, love this, I've yeah. got a wall, can you paint a bit or can you paint an eagle on my car or, <laughs> you know, I'd love a, love a, I don't know. And it's just, it's not what I do. So, and yeah. it's been hard to kind of actually teach myself to be like, it's not what I do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, saying it's, no is, it's very important. It's with, so with important. Things. It's so important. And I couldn't do it for so many years. Mm. Yeah. Same, same. You know, yeah. so. And, and I never end up producing anything that's like I'm happy with or yeah. that they're happy with yeah. because it's not yeah. my vision. I feel like such a sensitive, picky, an annoying, finicky artist when I, when I'm like that. But at the same time, it's just like, nah, you just got to only make time for what you want to do. Yeah. And, um, cause a lot of the time people I've found people will want to, they'll want, you get more offers for the last thing you've done. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you did a, tra- like if you did a traditional style, you might get three more inquiries about yeah. that. And, um, then all Absolutely. of a sudden you're like, if you don't pump the brakes, you're just doing, you're in a lane that you don't want to be in. That's what happened with watercolor. Although I did want to be in that lane. Yep. Yeah. You know, so when I first started doing, I, I just like, because I used to do expos, um, I went I went to an expo and I was like, I'd only done like maybe two watercolour tattoos, but I dropped some watercolour flash and it was just like really, really popular. And and just like from there, it was like, it started like getting known for, for doing watercolour and then it just got to a point where it was like, I wasn't doing anything else. Mm. And for like a couple of years straight there, it was like... Um, yeah, just just watercolor, watercolor, watercolor every day, and 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 like I said before, you know I can't really stand repetition. Um, you know I know some tattooists that are like, 
I can, I can think of like someone I know who's been doing like black and gray realism portraiture for like 10 years now. Like mm. that's his thing. And he's like fucking great at it. But I'm like, I just look at that situation. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, break oh, free. Geez, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it just sort of got to a point where like, um, you know, I, I felt quite stagnant within that um, style. But because that's what, I was producing and, and, you know, promoting on social media. Um, it was all people asked of me Mm -hmm. and I, I sort of got to this point where I didn't even have the opportunity to do something different to promote it. Just so backed up. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I got to this point where I was like booked out for like months and months and months and months, which like people think is the dream, but like gave me so much anxiety. Like, um, yeah, you need to breathe, you know, especially it's like... It's a lot of... Pre- yeah, if, yeah. If you're happy just being a... Um, um, seeing it as labor, then cool, yeah. whatever, you know, like, oh, yeah. just a technician, that's the word. If yeah, you're happy yeah. just being a technician when yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with just mm-hmm. being a technician, um, yeah. that's sick. Yeah. But yeah, if you do need to develop those ideas and yeah. move forward, a bit breathing space is essential. I'm currently in the breathing space. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I need to. I'm like... Yeah. No exhibitions until further notice. Ooh, I just want to. How does that feel? Feels good. Feels yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Pressure's good off. For you. Yeah. Just nice. uh, looking forward to doing a bit of a trip, you know? A yeah. Bit, see a bit more. Like an acid trip or like a. I mean, always. A, a, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. more like, like a trip a, around like Australia actually, or something. like going on a holiday? Yeah. I want to go up north yes. to like the Kimberley or Kakadu um, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I did it. Oh, been, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I did North Queensland. Well, I did the whole East Coast in 21. Oh, with van life. Van life. Yeah. 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 It was you pretty amazing. Yeah, I was watching some of your little van vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad because, like, I obviously, like, missed the last lockdown here. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Don't feel bad about that. Actually, I, I remember listening to um, one of your podcasts and I was, like, in Ellie Beach, I think it was, and it was, like, when shit was, like, really going south in Melbourne. It's and I was just hectic. like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening down there? Like... And I remember listening to your podcast when you went to like one of the marches or mm. something and you were like, interview- and oh man. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like wacky being on, cause I had experienced all the other lockdowns leading up to that one, but just so happened to manage to um, escape over, you know, several borders to get to Queensland. So that um, was the first lockdown, did you say? that you? That no, you so I missed second. the very last one. Cool, gotcha. The, the, yeah, the, the long, last long one. The last yeah. long yeah, one. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was when tensions were really bubbling. All, all, all the, yeah, all the other like little pro, like protests were just pretty small up until that right. last one. I mean, that, that last major one when they were getting yeah. the mandate in, that was like, yeah. that was like, that was huge. Mm. Like that was a, that was a huge, that was a very pissed off city. Oh, what a time. <laughs> it was a very pissed off city. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of bizarre. Cause like when I did, when I did get back to Melbourne, I feel like everyone here was just Fucked. It was. It was like. And, it was challenging. Yeah. I, I was kind of like fucked in a way because, like, but in a different way because, like, I was, um, you know, I was like on the road for like five months or something, and like coming back to this situation where, like, you know, after all the other lockdowns that I had experienced afterwards, it was like cool. Well, everyone's in the same boat as me. Mm. Like, everyone's going through what I'm going through. But you know, I came back from these travels, and I'm like, you know, I, I just felt kind of like not that anyone was doing it but myself, but kind of like ostracized from my community because, you know, I just had this experience and I had had all these challenges within the experience that I had, even though there was like, you know, I had my freedom and I was traveling and it was beautiful. Um, 
No yeah, one wants to through, hear it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually went through like a really big de- depressive kind of phase when I mm. got back um, from my travels, um, which was really hard. And, you know, everyone here was just like all over the place. And now it's fucking 2023. Would you believe it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now Matt, what? honestly, I mean, we recently <sighs> briefly hung out at Tanglewood Festival over yeah. New Year's and yeah. like, oh my God, that just, that just invigorated me i just felt so like yes i mean i know so many of my friends as well kind of don't really want to do festivals anymore because you know covid was like well two years of intensive then the last year was kind of you know i think there's a lot of undoing of new new norms and new mind spaces and a lot of people don't really want to socialize anymore absolutely i've kind of i've bounced back but i didn't for i didn't want to socialize for a long time yeah uh, I think a lot of social anxieties, but Absolutely. oh man, I could just say to yeah. anyone feeling that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging for sure still, but yeah. going to a festival and just seeing, yes. seeing everyone at their best, yes. seeing everyone smiling and laughing and just carrying on and being silly and just like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's important. Oh, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, festivals and doofs is that, you know, we can be kids again, Yeah, you know, we can be playful Yeah, and, and doofs especially, uh, just like there's, there's so much playfulness and, you know, as, as adults, we don't really get to do that mm. so much in our day-to-day lives. I'm, I make sure I do it with my cat. That's, yeah. <laughs> we have some like really cute, playful times. I was helping her catch a fly the other day. It was very cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like generally, generally um, in our day-to-day lives, you know, like we, as, as adults, we don't really get to be like playful and kids and, mm-hmm. and just kind of like run around and, you know, I think I've like already told you that like my, my favorite place in the world is basically like, you know, between like four and like 6am on like the Saturday night or Sunday morning at a doof, like, especially at Tangle where that, that hectic, like weird bass was playing yeah. and all like the weird bass gremlins come out yeah. and it's just like, that's when you can get like, just so fucking weird. Like I totally. just, I just like proper like gremlin mode, like down into the fucking dirt. Crawling and like, around. You know, sometimes like making little like, like temples out of like weird things and getting people to join in or like having like weird random dance interactions with people and just yeah. everyone's like, I, I kind of like at Tanglewood ended up kind of just like actually like dancing, but like stumbling dancing. And I like just created <laughs> this whole new like gremlin, like stumbling dance style that was like, just felt so um just like such a release to just be so like uh, it's almost um what do you call it it's almost like primal yeah i think you know this like primal feeling of just like this release this like this dance that's just you know like there's no brain that you're you're, there's no Mm self-consciousness within it like and you know that's the time where everyone's sort of at this point where they're like settled into the festival and you know kind of like work through because I don't know about you but I have like quite a lot of anxiety like social anxiety like when I first get to a festival and it takes me like a good day to settle in yeah you know and by that that time that gremlin time is like when everyone's just like gremlin 
hour. <laughs> a little bit it's evil. Gremlin hour, fucking but... bit of steez. Yeah, yeah. I love that the bass music kind of uh, seems so good because it's kind of oh, like it brings a, the gremlin out. Yeah, it's like a yeah. mix of hippie and and like hip hop kind it of is. attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's this that's kind why of I love it so much. Badass, like bit of steez, but yeah. also like pretty fucking hippie as well. It it's is. like that yeah. cool happy medium for oh, people who are aren't just full flower yeah. power all day long. You know? Yeah, but I think in, in saying that, I think I'm probably going to take a bit of a break from doofs and festivals it's expensive for a while and it's yeah, expensive it's, it's, yeah, it's quite taxing in in some other ways as well like they're yeah. beautiful but yeah i think also i'm kind of uh, more enjoying maybe like the smaller yeah tanglewood was like three thousand or something right yeah like, yeah that's you know perfect um for me. I've, I've sort of felt you know like uh, going to like recently going to like tanglewood and, and so last year just like the um like police and security presence yeah um, it's honestly, fucked. yeah. It's, Why do they do that? Uh, because it's so mean. They're literally the fun police. Um, but you know, like the fact that they even had like dogs in the festival, and they were like, we we were thinking like <sighs> a great because it was so hot that one day that they they had yeah. like a sniffer dog on the outskirts of the one of the stages, and we were thinking yeah, like, oh, you know what the repellent would be because it was what? such a hot day. Walk around with a high vis and write RSPCA on it, and oh just like gosh, just get a crew yes. to just kind of linger around the cops with yeah. the RSPCA and the like oh, it's cruel like, so it's very hot yeah what kind of shift are they doing you know do they swap asking, dogs after a few hours yeah exactly when's right. their lunch break can we see the certification <laughs> yeah. they're like fuck 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 yeah <laughs> let's bust them for something I actually got pulled over by a detective on the way into Tanglewood wow a detective he was even wearing the hat yeah right like, what like a brim hat. hat yeah he was really pissed off that he was like outside of the office and yeah Hot. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "This is a detective work." Yeah. He's like, is, do, you, "Do you have any chuff?" And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, "You call it chuff? Are you chuff, fucking, mate? Are you fucking bonghead?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> he literally called it chuff. And I'm like, "Mate, I, I don't smoke weed. Yeah, it mate, makes me fucking. Some? It makes it makes me fucking paranoid." And then mm. I looked at him. I'm like, "Not that I've ever smoked weed or done any kind of illicit substances in my life." And he just like bursts into laughter because, like, you look at me, like, like <laughs> dreads, dreads in, a in a fucking van. Like, of course <laughs> I've done drugs. Like, <laughs> but he had a good laugh anyway. So you know, it's good. It's good to see when they're like actually human. But you know, um, definitely it kind of like adds an air of. I don't know, anxiety for myself it just, personally. I mean, it's just such a shame. Like, it's because, such a shame. I mean, there's so many con- – it just spreads paranoia through this vibe yeah. of, like, love and sharing yeah. and, like, everyone's kind of – I don't know. Yeah. Especially, like, after every, everything we've all been through with COVID and stuff. Like, I feel like there we should be a bit of an olive branch from the th- authorities. Like, authorities yeah. weren't really on their – performing their best during a lot of those um, – <laughs> Uh, protest firing rubber bullets oh, in the streets of Melbourne and God. stuff. Um, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Especially when you got things like the races. You know, probably like the biggest cocaine fueled fucking yeah, well, event in Melbourne. That just you know like what? I was watching a documentary <laughs> on fucking cruise no ships the other day. Oh yeah, there's no fucking police on cruise ships. There's no cops on cruise ships. No cops. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I was. It was I think it was actually like a sixty minutes documentary. How like you know the dangers of cruise ships, and they make it really dramatic. The but dangers I'm like, of cruise ships. I want to watch something dramatic. Um, yeah, but there's like no lawless police. on the sea. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> and like people get fucking murdered and stuff. And oh wow, I, and there's like depending on what law um the cruise ship is like under um you know like people don't get held to account and all this stuff and i'm like how is this like massive cruise ship with like five thousand? Oh wait no is it like even more i forget how many ridiculous amount of thousands of people it's like kind of like a lawless 
like state on the seas and then like you know we have like you know a few fucking hippies in a paddock just like honestly just wanting to have a good time and be kids mm. again and like just have some fun and like escape from the the day-to-day you know shit that we have to deal with in our lives and and honestly not doing anything wrong like no one's no one's like getting into fights or like yeah, there's no fights there's no, there's no, like violence or like yeah. it is disappointing i mean yeah i mean i get it drugs are illegal but like chill the fuck out yeah fucking, fuck, it's fuck nice fuck. it's really really nice yeah it should be nice this for us vibe you know yeah yeah it seems i, I think like it's, it's a tricky one i mean i don't really mm. know what the I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It's like to just say no cops is like, well, yeah, I mean, those kind of stuff is illegal. Like I get it, but I don't know. Maybe just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it fucking sucks though. It, it really sucks when everyone gets super fucking paranoid and yeah, know. it kind of adds a, it's so, it, it's so special. Like it's it, hard it, to explain. It's yeah. such a special thing to experience a really really nice quite sacred and you know i I feel like it's you know duffs and you know from what i've heard you talking about on your podcast you know it's you know been transformative for you as it has been for me and in my life as well and it's and it's um you know like we we all kind of like find escapism in in certain ways and you know it's just the the connection that you find there between humans and the creativity and and you know, it's just such a perfect world for creativity to flourish. Yeah. And the creativity that you see, even with people's like outfits and it's just, I have this like thing that I say is like this, I tell, like I've told a few of my friends about, it's like this poem that kind of like runs in my mind. It's not really a poem. It's more like a line of like, this is why we doof. Because like you know how you just have like these moments at Doofs where it's like you'll just see like someone dressed as a banana like on a fucking unicycle like yeah in the blistering like, heat yeah like, like just, just <laughs> defying like, norm, I don't know like, like really logic. Like, yeah. just like random stuff that you're like well, okay like only this is why we do it like yeah, only, yeah, yeah. only at a Doof and it's you know it's that kind of like sense of playfulness and and curiosity and you know the the kind of place where we can be open to just like you know, talking to each other and, mm. and communicating with strangers and, and meeting people and connecting and, and you know, making um, friendships and connections and, you know, creative connections as well. And, you know, I feel like, um, you know, some really cool, like, collaborations and even just, like, randomly. I didn't know, like, Ben was making a stage for, like, Tanglewood. And oh, then my I God. Like, Shout out to Ben Lopez. He made a fucking – who's been on the show. <laughs> he made the main stage for Tanglewood yeah. and just so beautiful. Just yeah. the materials, the beautiful wood yeah. and, and just, uh, just like so a temple. Much, just, just, so much his style as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, I was in, in very stage inspired. Form. Yeah, very inspired. Yeah, I was talking to him. I'm like – you know, how'd you do it? Like, did you build this? Like, yeah, he built it, he designed it, yeah. he built it. I'm like, yeah. did you, like, I don't know, how the fuck do you even do that? And it's like, it's, you just figure it out, I yeah. guess. That guy's <laughs> a genius, right? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> I actually worked in his shop, Sacred Serpent, for a while. Oh, nice. And, nice. like, I just see him, like, just sitting in his corner, like, just drawing, like, or tattooing something. And I'm just like, you can't. Uh. You can't. How <laughs> What the fuck? Are you kidding me? You'll just like be drawing something freehand. It's like the most like insanely symmetrically perfect 
fucking beautiful artwork and you're just like i'm quitting yeah no, yeah brian itch has got that ability to you just like yeah. look at brian itch's sketchbook and you're yeah. like mm-hmm. oh man but yeah like even like ben just threw out lockdown you know everyone's fucking going through it and he just posts like an instagram story of him just like lording it on the banjo <laughs> just like what the fuck yeah. he's like yeah lockdown i learned banjo <laughs> and like really well just like ridiculous That's anyway awesome. so cool yeah but, um, i mean speaking of doofs you are also the other side of your creative expression Ooh. is your incredible performances oh um, and you what's it called yeah. boogang 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 or boob gang boob if you want to be like technical <laughs> no that's just what i call them sometimes <laughs> <laughs> with your crew, yeah, yeah, with my boob gang, yeah, uh, yeah, boob gang. So B U G E N G. So it's like two S shaped stuffs, uh-huh. and um, yeah. So with boob gang, um, they're kind of it's um, it's kind of almost like an optical illusion kind of prop. Mm-hmm. So you know, like. I don't know if you noticed or not, but you can make some like really cool shapes. Making like, shapes. Yeah, making shapes. Making shapes. Making shapes and dancing at the same time. Um, it's mesmerizing. really is. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. And they glow and they light. Yeah. And can I also just say, just like, I love your aesthetic. Oh. And it's just like all plays in so well to really? the performance. Like, oh, I mean, what you? would you call your style? Kind of like... Uh, goth hippie Viking lord. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fuck, like. I can roll with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually played with some like cool makeup stuff. I don't know if you saw my makeup on like this Saturday night, but it was like I did like. Was that when like, you were performing on stage? Uh, I did both like Friday night and Saturday night. Okay. Um, but yeah, like full kind of like Viking makeup and just like uh, I made like during lockdown this kind of like Viking esque sort of outfit, but it's almost like kind of like. Uh, wild wasteland kind of themes through it um but yeah I kind of I when I perform I mean I'm not the most like techie sort of spinner but um I really really enjoy I guess um like the interaction and the the energy exchange between um you know like the crowd and myself Mm. and um you know I love like with the the makeup it's it's so fun to like with boogang as well because you can kind of like do it so like have them so that they're kind of you know that they're each side your face is like illuminated with leds Mm. and kind of just like pick someone random motherfucker in the audience and just like (laughs) glare at them but kind of like glare in a way where you're kind of like deeply like like evil and then give them like a cheeky smile and wink and like move on really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that with your style. It's kind of like, Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hippie and fun, but yeah. I'll also slit your throat and drink your blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's perfect. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do really in, enjoy performing with Boogang and I feel um, you know, I've picked up a couple of other props, but Boogang is... Um, That's a fire twirling too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sort of, I've actually got some fire swords uh, that I need to learn how to use. My friend Tane, who I performed with at, at Tanglewood, was going to teach me. Um, I just need to get around to doing it, like everything. But um, <laughs> my life is like a land of a thousand projects and I just get really like overwhelmed because there's so much to do and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so kind of like a little bit of dragon stuff. Um, as well, but like, um, Boogang are really, um, I just, now that I kind of, uh, you know, spent a few years dancing with them. Uh, so for me, it's like, 
I don't know, flow arts for myself personally has been like a really amazing way for me to learn how to connect my body to music because right. like music for me is like, like the, the biggest thing in the world ever my whole life. Like music is like everything. Like it's my favorite. Like I, I honestly feel like it's the, the most incredible like human invention mm. and it's, it's, you know, like I love dancing. I love music. It's flow arts are a way for me to, uh, I guess like, express how the music is making me feel yeah and boogang i have found you know not so much when i first picked them up because the led ones that i have are quite kind of like heavy and clunky but um like now that i kind of know how to use them a little bit more um you know not so much on stage because it is a little bit more performative and you've got to be really like aware of like how it's looking but a little bit, but more like it when I'm using them at like gremlin hour. And unfortunately, <laughs> their fucking batteries ran out of Tanglewood. I was like, God damn, oh, damn. I'm going to be yeah. a gremlin without my boogang, <laughs> which I managed to do. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, because you can kind of like flow them around your body and, and, you know, really, I guess like just, yeah. I don't know. I, I love it when you kind of get in these like flow states, I suppose, of it doesn't even feel like you're moving yourself anymore. It's like the music mm. and the, and the boogang and, and you are all connected and it's all one and it sounds super hippie, but like it's, it's really special. Yeah. It really yeah. Is. And just contributing to the vibe and the overall, overall magic of, of, of festivals and gigs and everything. Yeah. And, and um, like you say, actually just like picking a few people out, like that's yeah. just completely, yeah, that's yeah. just the magic of it all, right? Yeah, you know? and the, and that interaction as well. And mm. I loved it on the Friday night at um, Tanglewood. There was like maybe like between five and ten um, chicks that were like around sort of like the front bit of the stage where I was performing. And they were like my little fan club. They were they were yeah. so great. Um, and they were just like cheering me on. It was just like getting that energy from them that I would then give that energy back to them with like a little smile and like put maybe like the boogang around one of them at one point. And, and, uh, you know, I, I can't be that kind of performer that kind of just stands up there and does tricks and, and, you know, like I, I really want to like be, make it like as interactive as possible and, and interesting and, and, you know, like, you know, when the, when the music drops and I'm really feeling it, like I, I actually like posted a video, um, last night of um, one of my performances at um, Tanglewood. And it's like, I think it must have been like the music dropping when like John was playing and I was just like, fucking yeah. You see on my face, I'm just like, fucking yeah. Just like <laughs> really getting into it. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> Excellent. I feel a bit weird when I see like videos of myself performing, but. It's great. Post more. There's a, there's a lot There's a lot that leads up to the moment of being up there. And, you know, it's, it can be like quite stressful and, um, you know, like there's, it, it takes a lot to like get to that moment to get on stage. And, and, you know, like years and years ago when I was like, used to watch like, you know, the girls get up and perform. I was like, oh, I could just like get up and do that. It was like, no, there's like, when you're like performing at a festival, you need to like, you know, say if you're performing on the Friday night and Saturday night, you need to make sure you know, like you're not having a big night on the Friday night, you need to make sure you're, pardon me, having a good sleep, 
you know, like really, really looking after yourself and timing, you know, like I remember um, like John Chamberlain was playing my friend and then I had like an hour's break to like go put my makeup on before, as you know, like Albino was playing, uh, Ostero. And then I had an hour break to go put on my makeup and then I came back to see John and then I had to rush back to my van to like get ready and like go perform. And it's like, you know, like there, there is kind of like a lot of steps, a lot more steps than I sort of like thought it would be and a lot more kind of like almost stress. Right. And and because like, I kind of like get myself in these like weird head spaces before I go up there and you know, it's this sort of stuff that you got to work through in your mind of like, no, I'm worthy of this. Like, you know, yeah. like I can do this. It's mm. fine. I've done this before. Like people seem to enjoy it. So it's fine. And, you know, you kind of like constantly doing these ones in your mind. Um, but also, you know, like I've done a lot of, you know, sort of training in my mind with like tattooing as well of like, you know, like staying calm and being like, no, this is sick, this is sweet, you got this. And then when you get up there, it's just like the fucking best feeling, man. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, you know, that, that feeling of like, you, you know, you're backstage and you're like, right, right. Okay. Nearly ready to go. Nearly ready to go. You know, like, and then like you walk up there and it's just like, you look out and you're like, whoa, <laughs> Ooh, yes. Oh my gosh. And it's like, Here we go. It's, and like, yeah. Like every time that I have like every moment that I like walk out there, I'm like, oh, this is okay. Everything's worth it. This is why we do. This is it. Yeah, this is why we do. This is why we do. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, magic! I love <sighs> it. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's just good. going on like your aesthetic, which I think yeah. is totally gangster badass. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, do I see you like wearing bones and stuff at the? Do you do you often yeah. wear bones and things like that? Yeah. So quite often they'll come from my friend Katie, who like her parents live on a farm yeah. um, out sort of near Geelong, and um, she often gives me bones and skulls and stuff do you, and do you make jewelry out of them or do you get um, people not jewelry? so much she does mm. um I I sort of make a few things here and there like the outfit that I was telling you about the kind of like viking one I um I sew it's kind of like a bra piece and um I sewed some like black chains that kind of like come down from the bra piece and like um they have like bones kind of like coming off them cool. and I'll just like wear stuff like this where it's like I know people can't see this but it's like a chain chain yeah little just, vertebrae like, hanging shorts. off there's, um, yeah, there's yeah. little like um vertebrae yeah sick, on there sick. and um yeah I don't know I feel like it's well, I had like a weird present and I thought it could be like, you don't have to take it because it could be like weird. Because, oh my God. But I used to collect a lot of skulls and things. Oh, what? And, what? like, I don't know if you wanted like any of these little skulls. I don't skulls. see what it is, but yes. They're what just like, sc- well, they're just things that I used to collect at festivals and stuff. Oh my gosh. But um, I, I don't know, like if you honestly don't want, like it's a pretty weird thing to give to someone. I'm a pretty weird person. But like, so, I mean, there's, um, a, there's a seahorse macrame. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. What? But here's like the the raw shit, because I mean I just don't have any use for them anymore. Like I used to wear that stuff, but I don't. Yeah, like there's a little. Oh my gosh, this. I don't know. What do you think that is? Like you don't have to take these because they're pretty. Like it's a pretty creepy thing to give someone. Please let me take these. That looks like a little maybe bird skull. I think that might be a rat. Or rat. I think that might be a rat. But I like the little ones are so intricate. Oh Um, my god. This is I skinned this one myself. Are you sure you? That's a that's a bird skull. That's a lorikeet. I mean, it's definitely not a lorikeet because indigenous animals are you know allowed to. Um, oh yes, keep right. Bones. Yeah. That's just a, that's an Indian miner. <clears throat> oh um, my. I don't are know. You kidding me? Are you I, sure you don't want them again? Like they're just like absolutely. This is like 
you could hang those off your belt very inspired anyway like you can make some stuff like put them i mean you can keep going through them but dude, that is so kind and there's a little protea things that i like carved out oh my gosh this is just there's like lots of little things are you most of them i think most of them are all skulls Oh but my yeah. gosh! Yeah, I was like, this you know, who like, would who would actually make use of these? Because I, I used to really like love having them around, but I've, they've just been sitting in box in a box for like five oh years. Honestly, Probably five years. I've been wanting to make more because, like, sometimes uh, I've made a few like um, what do you call them? Just like hanging wall. Yeah, totally. Things mm. with bones, and like, man, I reckon I could maybe like. Like collab with someone to make a necklace out of like one of these skulls or something, or like maybe like a headpiece. I was painting some oh. bone pieces a little while ago. That was yeah. kind of fun, but I actually cool. just think they don't need it. They're so cool just yeah. by themselves. They don't yeah, need to be painted. Yeah, I painted a few uh, like bones and skulls and stuff, but um, yeah, dude, I'm like overwhelmed. Cool. I, this is like so kind, honestly, and and. That seahorse one, I think I got it like one of my favorite rainbows and I wore it like for probably, I don't know, maybe like two or three years, but I yeah. just don't wear that stuff anymore. Like, Amazing. and they're so beautiful. They're such I beautiful objects, I just, but I just don't wear them. So definitely wear this. might as well like give it to someone. You're yeah. wearing like a macrame now. Yeah, like, I am. I yeah, this is like my everyday this. piece, but this would be like a special, like not everyday piece, but like amazing. And it's, I don't know, I, I feel like... Um, uh, you know, I just, it, it just made me think of, um, humans, uh, connection with animals. <sighs> What's the word? Biophila. Biophila? Biophila. Biophilia or something. And, um, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's such an interesting relationship of, you know, humans and, and animals. And, you know, some people think it's like really, really strange to, you know, like wear like bones or, or whatever yeah. of, of, or skulls or like, you know, be, be into that sort of thing from, from dead animals. But, um, you know, I, I personally objects. feel like it's, it's like paying respect I agree to the animal and it's like their, um, and I know it's just their, you know, physical, entity and their, their spirit has left but um you know it's 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 paying respect to the animals and the beautiful earth that we're blessed enough to walk on mm. um and and that's how i see it um so yeah i'm honestly overwhelmed and um it's really cool because I've, I've been trying to like motivate myself to do some more crafty stuff and I feel like this is the the perfect motivation that I needed cool. to, to yeah like start getting like crafty and and creative in that way again. I mean, you don't even have to wear them; like they're cool just to have around. Yeah. Like oh, they're, absolutely. They're super. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're just they're just cool. They look yeah. they just look like incredible so sculptures, cool. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I went through a real phase where I was like oh, finding um, dead animals and roadkill. Not roadkill, but like yeah. you'd find a dead bird somewhere, and I'd take it into the studio, and I'd get yeah. gloves on, and I'd like literally pick maggots out of their brain, and oh, like. My God. <laughs> See, I've, I've never bed. actually done that part of it. It's so gross. I've I mean, if you can find that. a fresh Whoa, animal, wow. if you can find what's that one? Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's that's another. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's a cool one. Wow, incredible. Um. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, wow. a lot of them, a lot of them, they're best if you just find them 
when they're already bleached by the sun. Right. But um, so you don't have to go through the process of you know because I know people like bury, I don't really care about like the stuff birds and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right, so, right, right. um, yeah, I don't know. It's like this kind of like whole world that like so many people, um, I guess like normies <laughs> would probably like find quite weird or like yeah totally my parents are like what the fuck yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) and then one of their friends like one of their um friends up in Castlemaine she's like you know my parents age and she's really into um like she's got a whole snake skeleton and stuff that she found and she bury things pick them up a few years later and she's like my parents are like oh I guess other people are weird too. Yeah, that's that's cool (laughs) that your parents kind of have that um like that connection of like that sort of like I guess weird person that's like more sort of like their age and like their, yeah, their friend yeah, exactly. is like and yeah, she's a total kind of, normie and yeah, just a normal cool. lovely but you know just yeah, like a nice, sounds amazing a sweet mum kind of yeah <laughs> yeah amazing but, no, I, lo- I, lo- I love all that but yeah oh, thought cool. thought if anyone might get a kick out of that oh yeah you. absolutely and i was actually just thinking like as i was driving here i was like i need to like organize like a crafty day with like some of my girls and i'm like th- thinking of some people and like i was gonna do like maybe some scrapbooking but i reckon like Something with these would be like really fucking cool. Cool. Yeah. I know some. I know some girls. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got we, some freaks. Some gremlins. Do, yeah, I know, yeah. I know some gremlins. <laughs> I know some gremlins. I certainly do. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <sighs> so you said you're taking a bit of a break from festivals and stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. suppose you're going to go to Festival Twenty Three. Uh, that's a t- totally different vibe to Tanglewood. Um, bit of a cool kid, you know. Swimming pools, hot tubs. Yes, I saw ads for that. That's uh, that looks pretty cool. Um, uh, but honestly, just like financially at the moment, yeah, it's, it's just like wanting to put my money into other things yeah. because they are really like quite expensive. And, and also now that I live by myself and I have my cat, um, it, like also for me to go away, it's just like that little bit more difficult that yeah. I need to like organize someone to come and I have people that can do it, but, um, it's just, you know, that little bit more effort to, to get away. But that did look like a pretty cool one. I actually went to one last year called um, Circadian Rhythm. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so I, was thinking, I think it's like similar sort of people that do like comfort zone and stuff like that. So, um, and it was like out in the Otways uh, and it was in, it was kind of like a private sort of thing. Um, and it was like out in the Otways in like, it almost felt like maybe like scout camp vibes, but there was like log cabins that people could stay in and like showers and toilets and right. like an indoor area. And it was kind of like a bit more colder and there was like a couple of fires in there and like couches and rugs. And it was just like, I feel like that's probably the kind of more the vibe of yeah. if, if, if I was to do another festival this year, maybe like one of the smaller ones or like, I don't know if you heard of like, um, two of the base ones I'm thinking of are like subspace and, mm-hmm. um, collective delusions. Haven't heard of that one. Good yeah. name. Yeah, Good yeah, name. yeah. Good Collective crew. Delusions. Good crew. Collective delusions. Yeah, a few gremlins go to those ones. Uh, a few gremlins running it. But um, yeah, so those two crews are like, um, you know, like they do like smaller events, but they're not the kind of like small events where it's like, you know, like a couple of hippies setting up like a fucking tarp and like, you know, like mm. a, a fold out table for like, yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean? You yeah. know how like some like smaller like things you're like, oh God, like, did you yeah, mean like could, organize? Could be a, a bit more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like these, these people are like really, really good organizers. And um, even though it's like a smaller sort of festival, like uh, less well-known, it's like all kind of crew as well. It's mm. like, you know, like I know a lot of people that go to those things. It's like, it just feels like, like one or 200 friends Yeah, I know. Um, out in the forest somewhere. 
like Perfect. no police, no security, like a, bit, a lot more chill, like no lining up to get in, like, you know, I mm. think that's maybe more sort of my vibe this year. I'm not doing SO or anything. Never been. Oh uh, yeah, Never I performed been. at SO last year. It was very intense. Yeah, side trance vibes. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> oh, but there's also, I mean, there's, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, well, it's, it's gotten like really quite big over the years and now. diverse musically and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is really diverse. I think there's like five stages or something, and then oh, you got like it. you renegades and yeah. uh, you know their their production level is like fantastic. It's like you know going to something like Rainbow where it's like you know it's it's a big effort. It's expensive. It's high, you know like you have to line up to get in, and there's it's all this like effort, and it's you know it can be quite stressful. But like on the flip side, you have like you know, the, the production level, like music quality, like art quality, like art installation. Like there was this like, oh, at SO last year, there was like this um, installation where it was like all like fucking like skulls and bones. And it, it, it was like this thing that you kind of like walked through and it just felt like you're in like this like Viking fucking, Sick. like, I don't know, experience, you know? And it was just like a random thing that was there. And, it, you know, the larger festivals are cool for stuff like that yeah. because big ambitious you know, they, art yeah they have the money for like the infrastructure and and <clears> um <throat> um you know like a really big beautiful amazing stages and and all that sort of stuff um but yeah like very very mixed diverse crowd um yeah in interesting place <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's definitely on my list to go yeah. we'll see whether i can afford it this year yeah but yeah have you got any performances or anything coming up no or, no, no sweet just yeah chill chill time yeah no I think I might have actually told you that um so last year I actually like studied full-time something like very very different from like creative stuff that I'm so like you know tattooing is kind of like my side quest I guess now Mm -hmm. um and I studied community services last year that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we're talking about that yeah so um you know I've just over the last couple of years tattooing has kind of like really taken a toll on my body like I've got um, what do you call it in my elbow? Arthritis? Nah, um, tendonitis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you know, it just over the years, it's just kind of become a lot to do it, you know, like on a daily basis and like hustle to make that my like one income and like the one way I make money in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah, Powerade. Um, <laughs> oh, so good. Um, you know, just over, like doing it over multiple years of like, you know, putting this like pressure on my creativity and, and, you know, having that as my sole income, um, has, you know, kind of probably been equally a blessing and a curse because like, you know, I'm the kind of person that is terrified of deadlines, but also thrives off them, Mm. you know, with tattooing you like deadlines all the time, because you know, people booked in, you got to like drop that. You got to do it. You got to do it, you know? So it kind of like forces you to do it. Um, but it just, yeah, sort of in the last couple of years, I've just been getting to the point where I'm like, you know, man, it might be nice to like have a job where it's like I am earning like X amount of money every week. And I know that there's going to be like that amount of money coming in every mm. week. And I, I know that I'm going to survive. Yep. Like every week. Like yep. I don't have to think like, security. oh my God, am I going to be able to pay rent next week? Yeah. You can and plan your life. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you'd be able to budget and... um you know, eventually maybe I'll get a full-time job and get, you know, sick pay and have my tax done for, like, taken out for me. And super, I've not been uh, not been so <laughs> yeah. great with, you know, doing the whole super thing. Um, and, 
So what is it, social work? So it's basically like, so I, I did a cert for in community services. So I was originally wanting to just do um, like a cert for in mental health. But then I saw community services, which is kind of like a more of a, like a broad range kind of thing. So we did um, like a diversity subject. Um, we did mental health. We did homelessness. Um, we did, uh, oh my gosh, where is my brain? Um, uh Family violence, which mm-hmm. was really fucking hard. Um, I bet. Yeah. And, oh, AOD as well. What's that? Um, alcohol and other drugs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I actually saw, like, uh, my AOD teacher at um, at Tanglewood. I was like... Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Munted? <laughs> nah, no. nah, not quite. <laughs> nah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess it's kind of like a gateway to, like, a few different kinds of community services uh, professions. Um, because I don't have industry experience, I'm probably going to start off by doing probably some kind of mental health support work. Um, but yeah, like in the future I'm thinking like maybe, I don't know, there's a place called, um, Odyssey house, which is like a AOD kind of inpatient rehab sort of place. Um, yeah, I think it'd be, it's got like a really great reputation and I I wouldn't mind getting into like AOD or like rehab or Mm. like, yeah, therapy or, I don't know, maybe like down that sort of line, but um, yeah, probably just starting off on the um, mental health support work, um, which should be interesting. Definitely will be interesting. Very yeah. noble work. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent that you're doing that. That's, that's well, incredible. Yeah. I mean, when I was first thinking about, you know, like looking into doing mental health, I'm like, is this crazy? Like, you know, I've got my own mental health issues that I've, you know, sort of struggled with on and off my whole life well since I was like 14 um and you know everyone that I said that to was just like nah like you're like the kind of person that people need as a support worker because you know like lived lived experience is like you know Mm -hmm. and it's like more important I think well like at least equally as important as you know any kind of like studying that you can do or like training that you can get because you know like if you're being a support worker for someone like say for example if I'm a support worker for someone who has um lost someone who's like died by suicide you know like I can have that kind of like you know sort of lived experience of and rapport and connection and and connection allow them to actually trust you yeah yeah exactly so i mean i think that's yeah it it must be very difficult for people who are have experienced i don't know whatever trauma they've gone through or whatever mental um situation illness or or whatever and being told how to cure their brain from someone who's just not really has had a pretty easy go at life i guess and 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 that's awesome too like nothing uh, not, you know, no one has to go through awful stuff to be good at mental health. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying, but, yeah. um, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's incredibly, incredibly valuable. Um, yeah. someone yeah. like you, I think it would just bring that kind of like level of connection and, and understanding, even if it's just like a quiet understanding, I don't feel the need to like tell my story or anything, maybe if they ask, but you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like that specific thing but you know if I think um you know when you've been through a significant trauma you kind of um can have you know maybe like a bit more of a sense of like empathy and understanding for you know with the processes of like what's you know that that sort of grief process where it's um 
you know, potentially a lot more layered mm. than normal grief, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. An incredibly, I don't know. Noble work. Fantastic. You well, know. see how I go because... Have you done the course? I did the course. Yeah, so Still I did done? the Cert yeah. 4 yeah. last year, my first ever tertiary qualification. Mm. It was, yeah, it was, it was quite hard, actually. Yeah. Just for a Cert 4, it was really fucking hard. Yeah. It was so much work. So much yeah. work. So many assessments. We had to be in the city by like 8.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Three days a week. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I struggled to get up by 11 a.m. today. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of my next quest. Um, Great. And yeah, like I said, so, you know, tattooing is kind of a bit more of a, a side quest now, which is, um, oh, it's feeling so good. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm booked in to do a guest spot at um, East Brunswick uh, Tattoo next week next mm. week already yeah um so I'll just like do a week there and then I've got um just tattoo like friends here and there yeah great and now that I'm tattooing less I feel like I'm just putting so much more energy and creativity and thought into the tattoos that I'm doing yeah great which awesome. is like yeah I feel like probably like the ultimate honor to my craft um you know and I I do consider you know, when like uh, so many people, when they found out I was studying, like, you me, oh, you're quitting tattooing, you're not tattooing. I'm like, no, I honestly feel like I'll tattoo for as long as I can, if, even if it's, you know, just every now and then, like once a month or something in the future or once a year, however much it is. Like, I don't ever want to stop tattooing. I feel like such a strong connection with that craft, and I've put so much into it and you know in those sort of like formative years where I you know like I moved back to Adelaide I was sort of it took me so long to get out of this headspace of not feeling worthy to be a tattooer because I kind of got into it through having a partner that was like uh, you know like opening that shop together and I was like oh maybe I wasn't meant you know like I just got into tattooing because like oh my my boyfriend taught me and like it, it, it took me so many years to get to a point where I was I felt separate from that Mm. And like my own artist and, um, you know, building my own name and my own reputation, not, and, and it was fucking hard slog. It's not like I had it easy or anything, you know? Um, and I, you know, worked really, really hard at this craft and, um, it's honestly, this is like, what a fucking honor. Mm. What an honor. Like every, every fucking tattoo that I do, I'm just like. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, thanks for letting oh me like, mark your skin so permanently. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's really special and it's an ancient craft as well. You know, like it it goes right back. So many so many societies have you know marked their skin and it's um, it's yeah, it's a really it's a really beautiful thing that um, I'll always hold hold dear to my heart and and feel really grateful. Um, honestly to, to Adam as well, like in his, in his memory and, and, you know, even though that experience was obviously like, like completely fucking cooked to say the least, you know, if I, I, I think if I hadn't have met him, like, would I have become a tattooer? And, and, and honestly, I don't think I would have had the courage, mm, yeah. but he, he believed in me. Like he saw my drawings and he saw like, he saw me just like randomly like just sketching all these things and he was like, babe, 
you should fucking be a tattooist. And I'm like, there's no way, <laughs> there's no way I could do that. It's like not long after we met. Um, yeah, I oh. honestly, I don't know if I would have had the courage yeah. to, to, to go out and, and do it myself. So, you know, like I, I respect him and honor him. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I hope I haven't spoken too badly about him because, you know, even though, um, you know, the relationship was really, really difficult. He, he, I know that he, like, he was a good person and he had a beautiful heart. He really, really wanted me to succeed as a tattooer. And, and, you know, I still like every now and then we'll do a tattoo and I'll be like, fucking ads. I wish you could fucking see what I'm doing, man. Like, (laughs) you know, like he'd be so proud. Honestly, your um, your outlook and uh, your attitude is is like really moving. It's just incredible that you can I don't know and inspiring have gone through <sighs> that amount of shit. I mean, <sighs> describing it even as as an abusive relationship, still actually choose to see the beauty in in him and things. And I mean, I don't know him. I obviously can't comment, but obviously sounds like a really tortured individual he that was. was manifesting in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Probably just because of his demons doesn't justify any of the things that he put you through but for you to be able to have processed that and dealt with that and still have the um the love I guess in your heart is um is beautiful really yeah yeah I mean you know he uh, I feel like most people that suicide um you know have been to some fucking dark places but you know to to get to that point like how awful how fucked would that have felt and he hated he hated himself for the way he he treated me and and you know like he he wanted to do better he kept trying to do better and he just you know kept falling back into the the darkness and you know I I fucking tried to help him for you know and but trust me I (laughs) it's sounding all like you know growth and rainbows and sunshines now but you know like I I still have my moments where I feel angry at him you know and um but I do really appreciate you um yeah just like pointing pointing out that you know I I have actually come to this point where you know I do I do feel love and appreciation in my heart for for that human because I I loved him I was so in love. We were so in love with each other, you know. Um, uh, and and that's the thing about, you know, abusive relationships that, you know, a lot of people don't un- understand is that, you know, that someone can treat you this way, but you can still love them mm. even though they treat you like shit. And if you haven't been in that position, you can't understand it. Maybe this is why I'm single because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm so like just like paranoid about like because you know like sometimes when you meet people and like you start dating people they can be a completely different person to yeah like, everyone's showing off everyone's the best yeah, version yeah. in the first few months it is human nature and like i yep. do it myself because you want to you want to impress this person and, and you don't want to show like your vulnerabilities and your like dark or your angry side or like you know the negative parts of you so um um but yeah what an experience, what a ride, what a journey. Look at you now, mate. <laughs> Bloody being unapologetically yourself in all the right ways. Oh, hung over in bed all day on a, what was it, last week? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, I don't know. <laughs> I, still, I still have my days and I'm, you know, very much have uh, a journey with my own mental health that, 
you know, it's, you know, it can be quite a battle at times and, um, you know, I'll, I'll disappear for a little while and people will struggle to get in touch with me and I kind of just, I spend a lot of time by myself with my cat at home. <laughs> like, and I feel like that's kind of like my, I don't know, like everyone has their sanctuary from mm. the world, I suppose. I just get lost in like YouTube rabbit holes of, um, yeah, yeah, fallen civilizations and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's my escape. Don't get me started on that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, let's go for another four hours. Um. <laughs> totally. Uh, well, Mo, thanks so much for um, sharing, I don't know, your story and so great to, um, I don't know, get to know you a bit more yeah. over the last few months and um, yeah, Dude, thanks for being my new friend. Oh my God, new friend. Yeah. Dude, I was so nervous about stage. You know, I, had really? a, I couldn't get to sleep last night and I had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I what had a nightmare? nightmare that I can't exactly remember what happened with the podcast, but it went terribly. Like just couldn't think of anything to say or like, <laughs> I, I can't remember what happened. And then the, fo- you, like you used the most awful photograph of me for like the promo. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't. <laughs> literally this was my nightmare last night. It was the worst photo of me you could imagine. So maybe like, please use a photo of like one of my tattoos or something. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of amazing photos out there of you. We'll, 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 this is, this we'll sort a, that out. This has gone a lot better than my nightmare. I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. And, and like I said, you know, long, long time listener, um, first time guest, and it's it's an honor, honestly, to to be a part of it. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And I just like want to give you a shout out on your own podcast for you know like what you're doing with this and um yeah like the consistency that you've had with it and it's just it's so nice to have someone that's you know like uh I guess kind of like one of my peers or like you know within my like scene or like I don't know whatever like a Melbourne creative that is you know um creating this space for people to just come and have conversations and I feel like you know like so much can come out in uh, a podcast conversation so much more than maybe like just a normal like sitting down conversation and and I guess maybe that's why I love listening to podcasts so much and it's um yeah it's really an honor to come and be a part of yours because yeah I appreciate what you're doing with it I think it's really fucking awesome and um you know I know it it takes some of your time and and stuff like that but like you really you really, you really go deep, you know, you really fucking, you go deep. <laughs> like, Try to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, it's cool what you're doing and it's, it's cool to be a part of it. I've never spoken too much. I feel like I'm just like, this is the platform for speaking, mate. You're in the right spot for it. Thanks for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And thanks for your kind words and the kind gifts as well. Of course. Of course. Well, how do people find your art, your performance stuff and your tattoos stuff? So, uh, on Instagram, my tattooing stuff is at Miss Mo Twist. Excellent. So all one word, all lowercase. Mo being like M-O. Pardon me, sorry, I just burped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And uh, so the flow art stuff is uh, flow underscore Mo underscore twist. And then I do have an art account 
that I like never remember to upload my art to. But anyway, we'll leave it at those two. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank <laughs> Thanks. you so much for coming yeah, on. So great you. to connect and chat. Yeah. And uh, love what you do. So keep doing it. Yeah, same to you. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Bye.